truth or dare? Okay, fine, dare. I'm doing it. I'm here. I'm daring myself to podcast. I'm daring myself to start before I'm ready. Truth, my confession today. I am super nervous and vulnerable, and I've been working on this podcast for weeks, and I woke up this morning, and I finally told myself, you have like two hours to get this done and recorded. And so I'm nervous. I'm nervous because I want to be good at this, and I'm nervous because I want to make a contribution, and I want to be professional, and I'm trying to follow all these guidelines about helpful ways to teach information through podcasting, and I'm obsessing, and I want to be perfect. So people, here I am today showing up with something very special for you. Episode 101, why learning how to meditate might be your biggest mistake. Perhaps meditation is something you need to take off your to-do list. So let's dive in. Welcome to Viral Mindfulness the Podcast. I am your host, Alexander Blue, spiritual coach and your creative muse. I recently overheard someone say, I really need to start meditating. It struck me odd. I caught myself psychoanalyzing what she was saying. And I thought, what a strange thing to say. Why would someone feel like they need to meditate? There are very few things we need to do, right? I mean, we need to breathe. We definitely need to take in the air and release it to stay alive. We need to eat food and hydrate. We definitely need to sleep. We also need to eliminate and go to the bathroom. Why was she saying that? I need to meditate. It made me think of um, religion or where people feel like they need to go to church or someone feels like they need to confess to their priests or they, they need to take the Holy Sacrament. Meditation and mindfulness are more talked about than ever before. People are sharing their success strategies on podcasts. They're talking about their morning routines, what makes them feel successful. So then I thought, is she meditating because she's hearing some of this? Is she meditating to be like other people? Does she want to meditate? You know, does she think that that's what successful people do? And so if she does meditation, she'll be successful um, maybe it will, it will make her look like a spiritual wise person. Then she can talk about meditating. Does she feel like maybe she'll be more spiritual or she'll have more wellness because of meditation? Perhaps it's a status symbol. Like, you know, Lady Gaga is meditating. Elizabeth Gilbert talks about meditation. There are plenty of creatives and entrepreneurs and professionals. Hi, I'm here talking about meditation. So it really did catch my attention. Are other people telling her she needs to meditate? So then I thought, well, wow, is this a suggestion from a mentor or a therapist or a psychiatrist? You know, it's not uncommon at this point. I've heard that at times it comes down to when you're sitting with a psychiatrist, either you're going to take this pill or you're going to learn how to meditate and you choose. 
the other place, perhaps she's receiving intuition, a nudge from God or higher power or the universe or Moana. Is something bigger, is some creative intelligence inviting her to embark and explore meditation as a means of spirit-centered connection, as a means of evolution? Is the spiritual pulse of her being calling her forward into momentum and action through the benevolent practice of sitting meditation? I don't know. I didn't say anything to her. So my question for you today, have you recently said this out loud? I really need to start meditating. Do you feel like you need to meditate more if you already have a practice? Is that something you've said? I need to meditate more often. Maybe you've said something along the lines of this. I need to learn how to meditate. I don't know how to meditate. Or maybe you feel like you need someone to help you or teach you the right way to meditate. I've been having a lot of conversations with people about meditation lately for many different reasons, and I'll save that for later. But it's on my mind. I'm practicing myself. It's something that's very important to me. And just a side note, today I'm talking about sitting meditation, not making reference to moving meditation, I'm specifically referring to sitting meditation because within the world of meditation, there's a lot of different variants and ways to practice things to focus on. And I'll definitely be getting into some of those in an upcoming podcast very soon. But for today, we're talking about sitting where it includes, certainly it will include silence, but it could include a guided meditation where someone is talking you through it, some sort of sound or music. Perhaps you're using a mantra, a phrase to focus on a sound. Perhaps you're focusing on your breath. This episode is sponsored by Viral Mindfulness Academy. Huh? Oh, right. You've never heard of Viral Mindfulness Academy. Well, just kind of, you know, think of like Harry Potter, witches, magic. Viral Mindfulness Academy is the decision I've made. For the next five years, I'm going to focus on building an online course academy where I will teach different courses on mindfulness. So I can't wait for you to learn about my very first course. More details on that coming soon. So we're all overwhelmed more than ever, I think. There's so many things that we should be doing. Our, our to-do lists are forever long. And, you know, maybe meditation isn't right for you. I'd love to throw that out to you. I used to think that everyone needed to meditate. But perhaps this is the season where you're not meditating and you're, you're just simmering and you're steeping with the idea. Um. But maybe this is the season where you're going to say yes to meditation and you're going to follow through and you're going to do something even though it could be very uncomfortable and you're going to practice and discipline yourself to do what is a difficult work. Paying inward attention is not easy, especially when there's so much external opportunity to ride the wave of paying attention to things that are entertaining or shiny and Paying attention inward is a huge journey. 
So let me tell you a couple confessions about some of the things that happened to me a couple years ago with my meditation practice. I definitely think that for me, I can relate to feeling like I should meditate and perhaps wanting to meditate so that I could be, you know, a therapist who was meditating or a spiritual being no longer in a religious setting who does do this meditation. And people were talking about it and they still do. But a couple years ago, I really had a transformation when I learned something really important. And that brings me to the title of today's podcast. You know, perhaps learning to meditate for you is your biggest mistake. Perhaps having meditation on your to-do list is a real block. So what I heard, and I'm sure it was around me before, because this inward journey of meditation is not something that happens once. It's not linear. It's something that's very uh, circular. It's something that is different than the way you're going to do probably most things in your life. And so I finally heard the message from Adi Ashanti, who is a spiritual teacher and author. He is someone I claim. It's, he's my online teacher. And uh, he was talking about, you know, what true meditation is and how meditation isn't about doing something. It's an experience. It's not about me needing to learn how to do it the right way. It's about me practicing it. Um, I understand that, you know, a lot of you might feel like, well, I don't really know what the benefits are. And so if it's difficult and it's not fun and it's very uncomfortable, like what, what the hell, why would I want to sit down and meditate? I don't have time for this. Um, I don't know how to do it and I fall asleep when I do it. So I'm going to get into some of the benefits in an upcoming podcast and I definitely want you to understand, but for today, when I arrived at that point for myself, really internalizing within my own being meditation, I don't need to come here to try and quiet my mind. I don't need to come here to be at peace. I am coming here to practice something, to have an experience and to learn how to observe and witness and to slide into something that's already there, stillness, observation, silence. So I really want to help you today with some of those statements that I threw out. You know, if you're in a place where you feel like you need to meditate or you want to learn how to meditate or you feel like you need to meditate more, I would like to just help you get a little bit more clarity today. Clarity really helped me. You know, when I got clear on why I was practicing and what it meant to me and what it was about for my spiritual path, it really changed in the last couple of years. Um, You know, I've been interviewing and talking to people about meditation and most everyone has difficulties and reports their frustrations wholeheartedly, quickly. Let me tell you the frustrations I have. One person that I interviewed did not have that experience. She, this wonderful woman that I've met online, never met her in person. She said, when I asked her, what are your biggest frustrations when it comes to meditation? This is what she said. Is there such a thing? 
I was blown away. I'm like, this is so cool. I can relate to that more than ever now where I'm at. She said that at age four, she started learning, well, she was in martial arts and at the beginning of each class, they would do meditation. She says it's consistency. It's a habit for her now. I think that's a really great point. So what I want to do now is I want to give to you three different exercises that you could do to maybe get a little bit more clear about whether or not meditation's right for you at this time. We've already established that learning how to do it, that's, this is, well, I'm going to tell you, this is one of the great barriers and myths. There's no right way to do this. There are different ways to practice it, and we can go through those. And it's not something you're going to do. This is something that you're going to be or experience or practice. Kind of like when you practice music or when you practice any creative art, it's very similar. So three exercises to help you understand today, more clarity on your meditation. So the first exercise comes from Adi Ashanti. Um, and Adi Ashanti says, meditation is not the truth. Meditation is a means of revealing the truth. And I think that's interesting too when we look at, you know, do I need to learn how to do this or how do I do it the right way? Meditation isn't a truth. Meditation is an experience that reveals truth. Meditation is a practice that reveals information. Here's another quote. Awakening or awareness or observation I'm adding and that's part of what meditation can teach and provide for us. Awakening is neither a magic cure for all that ails you, nor an escape from the difficulties of life. So I definitely realized after doing this exercise and answering Adi Shanti's question that initially I really wanted to learn how to meditate to eliminate my suffering. I came into meditation looking as a place where I would get rid of pain. And, you know, because you're supposed to go there and feel good, right? You're supposed to feel peace. You're supposed to have these profound spiritual experiences. Not to say that I haven't had some, but a lot of the times for me, meditation is, it's a chore, it's like I am doing a very difficult pose. So here's the question that Adi Ashanti suggests you tap into. It comes from um, five foundations of his that he describes as the path to liberation. And so what he says and what I'm asking you is I'm, I'm asking you to clarify your aspiration. So make clear right now, what do you aspire for with meditation? What will meditation do for you? And just write some things down. Like I told you, for me, it will eliminate my suffering. You know, I really got in touch that that was an underlying part of why, which is crazy because life has lots of suffering. I definitely was enhancing some of my suffering, but um, perhaps meditation, you feel like it could decrease your heart rate or it could help with your body. 
perhaps you want to feel less stressed out. You want to feel more calm or relaxed. And back to what some psychiatrists are doing. And I think it's a very valid, valid uh, model. Um, I come from a clinical background. Meditation, you can learn to meditate or you can take this pill. Like Meditation is definitely on the table for part of helping people with many different symptoms. So I just want you to write down very simply, and I'd love for you to get it out of your brain and get it down on paper because in your brain and in your wild mind, that's where a lot of this confusion is. So if you can get it down into reality, into the creative space and just down on paper, you are listing right here. What are you aspiring to, to accomplish with meditation? What do you hope meditation will do for you? The second exercise comes from a book called Do the Work by Stephen Pressfeld. And this is actually, Stephen Pressfeld is a screenwriter, a writer, and he teaches about the creative process. And so I heard this last year in regards to creativity and writing. And then I was thinking about it with meditation. And so I wanted to offer you these seven principles of resistance as taught by Stephen Pressfeld to look at in regards to meditation in your life. So the first principle is there is an enemy. There literally is an enemy of resistance that's there with you in this, do I meditate? How do I do it? Number two, the enemy is implacable for real. The enemy is real. Number three, the enemy is inside of you. Number four, it's inside you, but it's not you. So these are two interesting principles. One, resistance is a real thing. So one of the things that I'm experiencing on my creative journey right now and like putting together these podcasts, working on the academy, doing my coursework, oftentimes there's so many feelings of doubt and I don't know how to do this in fear and comparison. And what I'm learning to do, I learned from Elizabeth Gilbert is to throw everyone to the back seat and just say, look, I'm driving this car and I've made a decision and I'm driving this car with love and hard work and faith and I'm going to do my very best. And so you all just get to the back seat, doubt, you know, resistance, stay back there, buckle your seatbelts. You have a voice, but I'm up front, I'm driving, and we're going to turn the music on super loud. And realizing too that inside me, principle four, it's inside you, it's not you. That was really valuable for me to learn that. Even here in the meditation process, like your mind is supposed to think. So the enemy is inside you, your own brain, the thoughts, like thoughts are thinking themselves. It's not something you're doing. This just happens. This is what the brain does. Then it's like, so it's inside of you, but it's not you. And so part of the meditation practice, then there's this very interesting invitation that you're learning to step back and to connect with something that's higher than all this or deeper like your soul, like that quality that's very still and quiet. And so moving on with the seven principles of resistance, number five is 
the real you must duel the resistance, the resistant you. So that's really cool too, because if you really want to get into this meditation, it's like you're going to meet your your mind. You're going to meet your thoughts. And so the real you is this this soul, this higher part of you that's feeling drawn to using meditation as a means of awakening, as a means of spiritual awareness. And so this real you, your soul, this higher part, this warrior, this knight is going to be fighting the resistant you, the mind, the dragon. Number six, resistance arises second. So usually what comes first, Pressfield says, is the idea, the brave, generous, magnificent, creative gestures. And so the idea of sitting down in meditation and sitting still and just watching and observing comes first. And then what arises second is resistance, is your mind. Like that's what's going to happen. Just this morning, no, yesterday morning, I was reading about the difference between concentration and meditation. And we'll definitely get into this in a future podcast. But very briefly right now, part of your practice could be about learning how to concentrate and focus. And that meditation comes later after you learn to train your mind. So the idea then was suggested, this is about learning to train the the wild mind. And I too will definitely discuss this in an upcoming podcast. To, to finish Stephen Pressfield's seven principles of resistance, the final one, number seven, is the opposite of resistance is assistance. That's fun to say that. Assistance. <laughs> the opposite of resistance is ass people. <laughs> assistance. So, I started the podcast today with its, the title that said, you know, how learning how to meditate could be your biggest mistake. So really that comes into the overarching framework of you're not, there's no right way to do this, but it is something that is very massive and very beautiful. And it's a journey and an experience. And perhaps you need some assistance, a guide. And that's why I'm here. I've used guided meditation. That's how I started meditating was with guided meditation. And I definitely will be talking with you about my first two experiences meditating. One when I was 18 years old and the other when I was like 30. Very interesting and very different, both of them. But for today, I just want you to know that I would love to walk with you on this journey. That's why I'm putting together these episodes and podcasts to talk about different aspects. So the final thing I wanted to do today, the third exercise to kind of maybe help you get clarity is this. Sometimes it just comes down to doing it, to discipline. So if we're talking about training the wild mind, if we're talking about doing something that's uncomfortable, today, this podcast, putting this out into the world is uncomfortable for me. I would like to spend two more weeks refining and writing out every word that I'm going to say to you, and I'm not going to do it because I'm going to be doing these regularly, and it's sometimes just enough. But the idea that if you do the thing, that thing usually gives you power. 
If you'll just do it and take action, the power then can come into your life. So just do it makes it happen. So I want you to sit with me for just a minute right now. Sometimes taking all this information in our brain and in our head, it needs to drop down into our being and our body. And this is such a valuable thing that I've learned this last year from Adi Ashanti is that all the teachings in the world, all of that, until it comes down into your body, until it drops down into your being, that's what this is all about. Meditation, as I mentioned his quote earlier from Adi Ashanti, it's, a, it's not the truth, it's, it's revealing the truth. So let's do this final exercise together. So if you are feeling like you need to meditate in your life or you want to meditate more or you want to learn, in quote, how to meditate or you want someone to guide you, you need some assistance Great. I'm here for the long haul. My first course with Viral Mindfulness Academy is going to be on guided meditation. So let's take a minute. Let's drop into your body and into the stillness and let's see how your heart, your body and being is feeling about meditation. This is a moment where we'll be still, we'll focus on the breath and we'll tap into is meditation right for you at this time? Is it time for you to start practicing and entering in the arena, the Game of Thrones? I totally think of it as that. So here we go. I'm going to ring the bell. Ring the bell. Ring the bell. Settle down, lengthen your breath. We're just going to take one minute right now. We're here together. We're checking in with your being and your heart. Awesome. That's what it feels like. That's what it smells like. What you went through just now, I don't know, but I wanted you to use the very vehicle that we're talking about as a means to, with this third step, figure out is this the time? Is this the season for you to begin meditating? (laughs) Welcome to today's pee pee. It's the poem, today's poem, today's podcast poem. It's from Kay Ryan. Kay Ryan was the 16th poet laureate of the United States. This book is called The Best of It. It's an anthology of poems compiled by her, and it includes new poems that she's been working on as well. Uh, A friend of mine, Jude, gave me this 
book of poems in 2017. And uh, he kindly told me that my poetry and my prose has a similar feel. So I'm like, that's so nice. Thank you. And mind you, I have been working on poetry and I will be sharing some of my poetry with you as well. But for today, uh, we're going to read Beasts. The poem is called Beasts by Kay Ryan. Time lingers quietly in attics. Romantics are always fingering some discolored fabric or other, feeling a deep nostalgia for sepia, a mellow sadness at what keeps but yellows. But other people don't trust ambering or court the filigrees of rust. They've seen lost greens of memory ignite, dead dogs released, and don't invite the rainbow beasts. Everything changed for me a couple years ago when I finally got the message in my being and in my heart and body that meditation wasn't something I needed to do. It wasn't something I needed to learn. It was something that was innately already there. All it is is sitting still and listening and doing my very best to get out of the way of this crazy resistant mind and brain, the wild mind. And meditation then became a period of time where I was literally practicing. I was taking the most difficult pose, the warrior pose, in class, yoga, asana, savasana. It's the dead man's pose, the corpse pose. Very difficult. I would love to be your muse for meditation. In fact, I do have a 10-minute guided meditation over at my website, viralmindfulness.com forward slash free dash meditation. If you hop over to viralmindfulness.com, you'll see a button all the way to the right in color, watermelon. That's the color name. You can click that button and I would love for you to download um, a 10-minute meditation. And in this 10-minute meditation, it's really awesome because We'll start by focusing on your breath and we'll go through kind of the sitting up straight and aligned and connecting with the earth, mother earth and the center of the earth. And then right there in the, the sort of halfway point, we're going to sit for three minutes next to the sound of Onion Creek. Uh, Onion Creek is above the Colorado River, above Moab. I was camping there a couple years ago, and I put this gorgeous recording right there in the middle for us to sit still, to sit quiet and silent, listening to the river. <laughs> it's really a creek, but what the creek? Who wants to say creek, right? So I'm really excited about next week's podcast episode because I'm going to share with you the very first time I did a guided imagery exercise, and I don't think that it's at all what you're expecting. I was 18 years old. I was very active in the Mormon religion, and I had an experience in guided meditation that revealed something totally secret that was going on between my mom and dad. So I would love for you to tune in next time where you're going to hear about my very first guided imagery exercise at age, at age 18. You're not going to want to miss it. 
All right, my friends, get to it. All my love to your next mindful moment. Namaste. Let me be your muse to music, mindfulness, creativity, and compassion over at my website, viralmindfulness.com. You can also find me regularly throughout the week over at Instagram. That's also at viralmindfulness.